today on Filmmaker Freedom, the three types of audiences you'll need to understand if you want to make a living selling directly to your fans. We're also going to dig into one of the biggest mistakes that I see again and again from indie filmmakers who want to create content to reach people online so that they can sell their films. But the problem is they do it in the most ineffective way possible, and we are going to correct that. So by the end of this episode, you'll have newfound clarity on how to use your energy for maximum impact when reaching online audiences and selling your films. Let's go. Hey friend, welcome to Filmmaker Freedom. This is a show for ambitious indie filmmakers who want to make work they're proud of, build audiences, cut out the middlemen, and earn a damn good living selling directly to their fans. My name is Rob Hardy, and I'm a filmmaker and marketing consultant who's worked with a number of brands and startups to help them connect with online audiences and grow their business. Though I'd initially given up on the idea of making a living with indie films, after years of working in the world of marketing, I saw that many of the strategies that worked for other types of companies could be applied to indie film, with a few tweaks, of course. So that's what these solo episodes of Filmmaker Freedom are, a living, breathing document of everything I've learned about marketing, entrepreneurship, creating work that resonates, and living a good life. And one last thing before we begin, I just want to thank my good friends over at Musicvine for sponsoring this show. Over the years, I've used just about every music licensing platform out there, and I can say without hesitation that Musicvine is at the very top of my list. The quality and uniqueness of the music are outstanding, the prices are reasonable, and the design and functionality of their website are second to none. It's just a pure pleasure to use. So if you're a discerning filmmaker who needs quality music, just go to musicvine.com and use the code FILMFREEDOM for 25% off your next order. All right, now let's get into the practical lesson at the heart of today's episode. Alrighty, so if you remember back a few episodes, we covered the fundamentals of audience building. And if you missed that, it's really important to go back and listen to or read that one because it's just such a strong foundation for what we're talking about today and basically for the rest of recorded time. But for the purposes of today's podcast, here are the main takeaways from that one that you just really need to understand. The big one is that to be successful with DIY direct distribution, you must target a specific niche audience and make films just for those people. Because again, we cannot compete with Hollywood when it comes to winning the war for mass market attention. But when we niche down and make niche media, our work will be far more resonant with that specific group of people than anything Hollywood could ever really make. And it's that resonance that allows us to win the attention and dollars of that group, even though they may have like a gazillion other choices for what media they can consume. So that's takeaway number one is just focus on a niche audience. I can't stress that enough. Now, in terms of audience building, like the actual act of building audiences, you've got a potential audience, which is just the niche as a whole. It's everyone who identifies as a member of that particular group. And then you've got a built audience, which is people on your email list or in your community. It's the people that you've got a direct line of communication with. 
So today, we're going to expand on that model a little bit, and we're going to dig into the three types of audiences that are worth your attention and energy. And as you'll find out, some of those are worth more than others. So just to come out and give you an overview, we've got a core audience, an expanded audience, and then secondary audiences. And we're going to start with expanded audiences. So in a nutshell, this comprises basically the majority of people in your chosen niche, but it's also a bit different and more nuanced than the idea of a potential audience that I just talked about. Because again, the potential audience is fixed. It's just all of the people in the niche added all together. And the only way that number ever changes is when the niche grows or it shrinks. That's the only way. But an expanded audience, on the other hand, is directly tied to the influencers that you connect with in said niche. And I cannot stress just how important it is to be connecting with influencers. And that's something that we're going to talk about way more later on in this show. But for now, just know that your expanded audience consists of all of the people your influencer peeps can reach directly. It's basically the sum of all of their audiences. So at first, when you're just starting out, your expanded audience is going to be zero because you don't have any of those relationships yet. But every time you connect with and build a relationship with someone influential in the niche, your expanded audience just kind of uh, expands. And then eventually, as you connect more and more with influential people who reach this niche that you're targeting, your expanded audience will become quite substantial, likely in the hundreds of thousands or even millions of people. And when you do it right and connect with as many influencers as possible, your expanded audience should effectively be the same size as the niche as a whole. And that's when the expanded audience and potential audience basically become the same thing. But the difference is, is that with the expanded audience, you have a mechanism for reaching those people that isn't paid advertising. It isn't anything like that. You can tap into influencer relationships to reach the people in that niche. Now, I just mentioned sort of the big reason why having an expanded audience is important, um, but there are a couple more reasons. So obviously, the first one is that you're always aiming to be pulling people from the expanded audience into your core audience, pulling them onto your email list or your Facebook group or whatever you happen to be using to store um, your core audience. And I'm going to talk more about that soon. But the bigger reason um, behind having an expanded audience is that it allows you to execute a strategy that I mentioned in a previous episode. I think it was um, I think it was episode five on making indie film a viable business. But anyhow, that strategy is called the omnipresent launch. And it's essentially when you launch a new film and through tapping on all of these influencer relationships at once, you can essentially reach just about everybody in the niche with your message. And for a brief period, Everyone in your expanded audience is seeing and hearing about your film constantly. It's like you're everywhere all at once. So not only can this drive significant revenue and do it actually pretty quickly, but it's also the key to dramatically growing your core audience and your email list in a very short period of time. So that's why having an expanded audience and connecting with influencers is so, so, so key. Speaking of core audiences, let's talk about that now. So it's probably exactly what you think it is. The core audience is all of the people from the broader niche who have opted into your email list or your community or whatever you're using to store your audience. It's all of the people you have a direct line of communication with in one way or another. So again, while you can only reach your expanded audience through influencers or through advertising or through maybe other types of self-promotion, you can reach your core audience 
whenever you damn well please, because you've got that direct line of communication with them. Now, there are a lot of benefits that come from having a core audience, obviously. Um, this is what we usually think of when we say build an audience. It's people that you have that direct line of communication with. But the real benefit here is that when you have that line of communication, you're able to build a relationship with this group of people. And it's that relationship that makes it so much easier to sell your films directly, sell ancillary products and services, as well as getting people to sign up for things like patronage or just straight up monthly donations or whatever you want to set up to drive revenue for your business. And the subtext here is that your core audience and building relationships with those people over time, that's what creates true fans. And again, to go back to that episode on making indie film a viable business, um, a true fan is somebody who will essentially buy anything and everything that you ever make. They're kind of like your internet stalkers, but in a way that's like profitable and fulfilling and not at all creepy, or at least hopefully it's not creepy. Anyhow, your true fans are going to account for only a small percentage of even your core audience. It's just going to be a handful of people on your email list. But over time, you'll likely find that they drive the lion's share of your revenue. It's one of those things that follows the 80-20 principle, which I'm sure you've heard of, but essentially it's where 20% of the inputs in a system drive 80% of the outputs or the results. So for instance, your core audience is likely to account for about 80% of your revenue compared to the expanded audience or secondary audiences, which I'll talk about later. And then within your core audience, um, your true fans will likely account for 80% of that revenue. So basically, this small group of people, these true fans, will have a huge disproportionate effect on your bottom line. And frankly, it'd be foolish to focus too much of your energy elsewhere because we all have limited time and energy and we have to focus on what matters and we have to focus on what moves the needle. Which brings me to the final type of audience that I want to talk about today, and that's secondary audiences. And basically, these are just groups that lie outside of your primary niche. So these are people that might still buy your work. They might support you in some way. So think your friends and family. They might be your coworkers. They might be your local community, especially if you're in a smaller town. And of course, the most obvious example is other filmmakers. And that brings me to one of the biggest mistakes that I see filmmakers make when marketing themselves. So the mistake is this. When they create content around their films in hopes of attracting an audience for it, they create content for filmmakers. Now, as somebody who runs a site for filmmakers, I see this all the time. Um, so someone will just make a film and then they'll go write a lot of guest posts for filmmaking blogs and then link out to the film on like Amazon or iTunes or whatever. Now, personally, I love this kind of thing because it's often really good content. But for those filmmakers, it is an awful, ineffective marketing strategy because unless your film is about filmmakers, unless you are telling the story of filmmakers and their trials and tribulations, filmmakers are not your primary audience. They're not the group that is most going to resonate with the film that you've made. Filmmakers are a secondary audience. And by not focusing on your niche and not focusing on your core and expanded audiences, you're basically shooting yourself in the foot. Your film isn't going to reach the people who might actually want to see it and pay for it because you're not focusing your energy there. And you, as a business owner, are essentially leaving a vast majority of your potential revenue from this project on the table by not focusing on the right people. 
And yes, it is easier to create content about filmmaking because it's what you know and it's what you do and it's what you think about. But take it from somebody who's seen this again and again and again, there is not a whole lot of gold at the end of that rainbow. So please repeat after me. Unless I'm making a film about filmmaking and about filmmakers, I won't spend the majority of my time and energy making content about filmmaking because that won't get me the results that I want. Now, don't get me wrong. I do not want to dissuade you from pursuing secondary audiences at all because there is some revenue to be made there. Um, Though it's usually going to be smaller and less frequent than focusing um, specifically on your niche. Because again, just think back to that 80-20 principle we were talking about before. If 80% of your revenue comes from your core audience and true fans, and you also get some big spikes in revenue occasionally from your expanded audience, why on earth would you focus your energy elsewhere knowing full well that it won't produce those same types of results? Because again, we've all got limited time. We've all got limited energy. And by staying true to our niche and building relationships there by focusing on our core audience and our expanded audience and our relationships with influencers, you will make the most of that time and energy. So that's all I've got for you today. To recap, we've got to focus on a specific niche. And then within that niche, our core audience is everyone who's on our email list or anyone who we've got direct communication with. Our expanded audience is everyone in the audiences of our network of niche influencers. And then secondary audiences are everyone else outside of the niche who may or may not support our work. Um, The most important thing I want you to take away from this is that we can drive a significant amount more revenue by focusing on those first two groups, on the core and expanded audience. Again, secondary audiences can provide some nice little bumps, but the good stuff comes from focusing on your niche and building relationships with them. That's where the real money is. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to revisit the ideas in today's episode, you can find the transcribed version as well as the full archive of shows over at filmfreedomshow.com. And while you're there, feel free to browse around the Filmmaker Freedom website, and check out some of the other rad content, including the weekly newsletter. Every Sunday morning, I send out a variety of the most useful, inspiring, thought-provoking stories I've come across that week, as well as some other cool stuff. It'll help you build your skills, master your psychology, and keep up with this ever-changing business. So if you're ready for an email that you'll actually look forward to each week, just head over to filmfreedomshow.com newsletter. Also, if the ideas in this show resonate with you, You're a great candidate for Freedom Fighters, which is my private community just for entrepreneurial indie filmmakers. It's totally free to join, but there is an application process to get in. So if you're interested in surrounding yourself with a group of like-minded entrepreneurial filmmakers who will push you to succeed and help you grow, just go to filmfreedomshow.com slash community. And lastly, I'd just like to give one more shout out to my friends over at Music Vine for sponsoring this show. The groovy intro and outro music came straight from their library, of course, and there is loads more where that came from. So if you're a discerning filmmaker who needs quality music, just go to musicvine.com and use the code FILMFREEDOM for 25% off your next order. Once again, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will see you in the next episode of Filmmaker Freedom. Peace. Peace.